coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today, Tustin and I get to pull back the veil for what we've been working on for the last four years. Well, it's not our company. We've been consulting for the last four years with Loom Lash. And who are they? Well, they're a robotics company or a technology company in the Silicon Valley that's basically trying to reinvent or do something completely new in the beauty space with lash extensions. And we're really excited to be able to bring you an interview with Philippe Sanchez, the CEO of Loom Lash. He is an amazing person, someone we've gotten to know over the last couple of years and love working with him. And we're really blessed to have him come and sit down with us to talk about what the heck is going on. Because I know a lot of you who saw this video, it came out last week and it went viral. I saw it everyone. A lot of people were reposting it where you saw a robot doing eyelash extensions. And there was both fear and excitement all at the same time. People were like, wait, wait, is my job at risk? Or wait, this looks really dangerous. Like, could this hurt a client? And all these are legitimate questions. So we reached out to Philippe and said, hey, can you come on and like, shh, basically deal with these issues because we really want people to know what is happening. And by the way, we're going to have a second episode later this week where Tustin and I just sit down and talk about our experience for the last four years. We're going to just share our journey, what has happened, how Tustin for the last year has been going up two to three days a week for almost a year in the middle of COVID, flying up to Oakland to work with uh, Loom and help them develop and grow this technology so that it can really do what they wanted to do. And so it's going to be hopefully interesting and helpful and educational for you guys. We want to bring back the fear, bring down the fear, bring back, the, I guess, the insight and just help you guys understand what is happening and how this is actually can be a huge win for our lash industry. So before we get into that, just a couple quick announcements. As always, we're doing our Apple podcast giveaway where if you write a review for our podcast and post it on the Apple podcast, screenshot and email to paul at lashcastpodcast.com, you'll be entered into a drawing for an Amazon gift card worth $200. So go do that today. Also, the Lashcast Insider Club is still going on, the coolest club in the world. You want to join that because you will get all the inside tips and all the discounts and everything for everything we do from webinars to LashCon, to our training and coaching programs, all that. So you want to sign up, link is in the show notes or go to our Instagram page and the link is there too. LashCon tickets, guys, finally, finally, uh, is there finally going to go online. This By the end of this week, the plan is your Thursday or Friday. So if you're listening to this today, this week on June 7th or June 8th, it's this week, guys. Finally, we got everything all together. Really excited. Can't wait to see you in November. And lastly, we want your stories, guys. If you are looking, or basically looking, we want you to send us your ideas of why you should be on our podcast because we want to feature you. But you need to basically submit a proposal. And it's really, it sounds really official, but all you have to do is email me and say, hey, Paul. I really love to be on the podcast. Here's my idea or here's something I'd like to talk about or here's something that I've learned or here's something I've worked through or overcome, something that can inspire and educate our listeners. So all you need to do is send that proposal to paul at lashcastpodcast.com. All right, that's pretty much it for announcements, guys. We're really excited to sit down with Philippe here and just talk about bringing robotics to the last world. Hey everyone, Paul here in the LashCast studios. We are super excited today. And But before we get into our special guest, Tuss, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, my dear. 
So excited to see you as always. And today we have Philippe Sanchez from Loom Lash on our show. Welcome to our show, Philippe. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we are super jazzed because basically three days ago, everything just blew up on the internet or on Instagram mainly. Uh, people in the lash world now know Loom Lash exists. Everyone. I feel like there's a collective like, how did this happen? What is going on? It's like behind the scenes, all this is happening. A robot showed up. The Terminator is here. And it, it, there's both excitement and there's also fear. I mean, those are the two emotions I've been reading and talking to people. And so we're going to get into that excitement. Why are people scared and why they don't need to be scared and help to debate that. But real quick, let me just explain a little background so people know why we're involved and all that. Because I think there are a couple of people said, oh, of course, Lashcast was involved. This is what some people said. That uh, it was what, uh, such a nice uh, thought. Like, oh, cool. I'm glad people associate with, with the, the advancements in our industry. But that said, uh, Tustin and I were basically approached four years ago. And we were asked to come on as consultants, and we did. And we showed up, and we've been helping behind the scenes just a little bit here and there. Not a whole lot, really, because it was really early stages. But in the last couple of years, things really began to ramp up. And last summer, in the middle of the pandemic, Tustney started actually coming up to Oakland two to three days a week, helping with test trials, development, really testing the real product because it's real now. It's no longer this idea. Like four years ago, it was like, eh, maybe one day we hope this will work out. And we're like, We'll see. We were actually very skeptical at first because, like, how could they really do that? They had no, they didn't have anything to show. And so when it started becoming reality, it was like, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is no longer a dream. It's really the future is now. And so we were excited to jump on. Tussie's been helping out for almost a year now. And so today, after all this craziness, we thought, you know what? We need to get Philippe on and we need to unpack this so that our industry can hopefully join in the excitement of what Loom Lash is about and celebrate and come alongside you guys and see this as a new chapter, a new development versus seeing really like T2 has started and we all need to run and hide <laughs> from the robots. <laughs> so hey, Philippe, maybe we can start with this simple question. Why do we need a robot to do lashes? First off, it's wonderful to have you both. And you, along with other lash artists, have helped us tremendously in, in understanding how we can develop that technology. So it is, it is indeed contributing to the best for both consumers and also for the most important people in the trade, which are the lash artists themselves. Um, so your, to your question, Paul, is why? Well, for the simple reason. First, it's an exciting space. Mm -hmm. Women loves having beautiful lashes. It is such transformational when you put a beautiful set of lashes on. But it also takes a very long time. And it's a hard job to do. Mm -hmm. I've seen you, Tess, and others hunch back over my face for two hours and a half, even asking me not to talk <laughs> because you need to be so focused and concentrated in placing one lash at a time. And you do that for two hours. This is a hard job. Mm -hmm. And it's a great job that a tool can enhance. Yeah. And so if we're indeed able to bring a technology that helps to place lash extension in a fraction of the time, much faster, and take the repetitive part of the job away, not away, helping the lush artist with a repetitive part of the job. This is a win-win proposition for everybody, where we can have on one hand more women that are willing to do lash extension because now it takes m much less time, it's yeah. much faster. 
And we can have lush artists that can be even better at what they do. Because now, now they use better than a tweezers. They use a remarkable piece of technology that allows them to go faster, even safer, and with a level of precision that is so hard to do with your own finger. So what you're saying is that part of the idea of the robot is to take away the most repetitive part. I mean, everybody's lashes has got like maybe 150 per eye. Some people have more, some people have less, right? But it is that repetitive part, you know, it's doing the same motion over and over again that this tool helps to eliminate, right? Well, it's a big upgrade from a tweezer. <laughs> it's like tweezer or robot or technology that will do all the work and make your job easier. Right? I have I mean, to say that tweezers are quite amazing. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not an either or, but I think this is such a boon because it really does take that repetition part out, right? I did see people online responding saying, oh my gosh, this is going to save my hands. There are people in agony and pain doing lashes. And I like, I think people don't understand is Loom is not going to be run by no one. I mean, there can be people behind the technology and the robot. There's going to be people working and they're going to be lash artists, right? That's critical. What you're saying here, Paul, is the technology doesn't work on itself, mm -hmm. such as a great clipper doesn't work on itself. Or think of a surgeon uh, that now can use new laser technology to do a procedure. It doesn't take away the surgeon. It's still all about the surgeon. It just happened that now it can use a new tool that can allow him or her to be even more precise, even better at what he or she does. It's the same thing for us in the lash industry. I'll argue that in our business, the most important job in our company and all of those services is the lash artist. Because that person is a person that delivers the entire experience. You know, he or she welcomes the client, prep, gives some guidance on what style might be best suited for the person, supervise the entire job, whether it is by doing it herself or by using a piece of technology that does a part of the job. Certainly in our case, there is always the large artist that at the end check that everything is perfect and also adds the artistry part of it, a personal touch, a bespoke service that makes it special for that person that the robot might not be able to do that, might not be programmed to do that, right? So there is at the end, the final human touch that brings this, I want to say je ne sais quoi, because I'm French, so I can say that, right? But, <laughs> that's, that's, but that's, that's the idea where at the end of the day, Clients are not coming into Loom, into our studio, because there is a great technology in it. They're coming in there because they are getting a great experience that is always delivered by a remarkable person, a lash artist. It just so happened that at Looms, we want to create an environment where from the studio, from the training, from the tools, we empower the lash artist to do an even better job than maybe in other places. No, I think that's hopefully good news for people when they hear that. I think for a lot of people, they don't 
understand. They thought this was going to replace them and that it was just going to be autonomous robots working and there were going to be no human touch. I think that's a lot of the comments I saw where people were like, well, they can't replace me. I'm a human. I'm, I have a connection with people. I, and I know for you, I've heard you say this often because I know you have a background from Starbucks, but it's all about customer service, all about connecting with people and really serving the community. And I, I think you want to bring that same kind of idea that the lash artist is still the star here, right? It is, uh, yes, you're right. The, the philosophy that anchor the best brand and the best experience understand that beyond the product itself is often the, the connection that you can establish with your customers. In our case, the whole business is actually centered on the estheticians herself or himself. It's her who control, master the customer experience. Our job is to create the environment where that person can be as good as possible. Rock stars, if we can build them as such, because they are generating the community of clients that are working with her. Just like you and I, you refer to, to Starbucks. It's true for any coffee place or any restaurants or any bar. If we go in a bar, well, of course, the drinks have to be good, but usually it's a person that makes it, that makes you come back and over and over. Because yeah. if that person knows your name and have prepared something before you even walk in and greet you with a smile, you'll be back over and over and over. And that spirit, if you will, is at the center of the way we're approaching this opportunity here is, yes, of course, we start with developing that tool, which will advance and transform the way the service is developed with a great advantage from the consumer, because now it's so much faster and it goes after the main pain point, but also a chance for us to transform that into an environment where the most important people of all, which are the large artists that deliver the service, are at the best of their craft. And that anchored the, our ambition of building Loom as a not only pioneering technology, but also an iconic brand in this wonderful space of lash extension. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win for both sides. It's not a win-loss for like, lash artists lose, clients win, but both sides, there is an angle where they benefit from this. I think we've already answered one of my other questions, which is, will they be replaced? And I don't think we can see now that we're not trying to replace lash artists. But the second thing I saw often on the pages, like, oh my gosh, someone's eye is going to get stabbed. Because yeah. what they see in the video is this arm rushing down to the eye. It's going, boom, down the eye. And they're like, oh my gosh, I can just see that poking someone's eye out. And they obviously, maybe without knowing anything about the tool, it kind of looks a little aggressive, a little scary. So maybe we can help abate their fears that this is not a dangerous tool. It's actually extremely safe. First of those reactions are absolutely normal, right? Yeah. It is, you're getting close to the eyes. And so all of us obviously are very sensitive. The reality is that it is extremely safe and I'll argue safer than any alternative that you consider. To understand it, Paul and Tessani, and you know you've seen it, you need to understand that lashes are super, super light. We're talking about a few grams. And so to manipulate the lashes, you don't need force. You can do it with little arms, little wands that are extremely light. So imagine feathers that are here to manipulate your lashes instead of the tweezer itself. Normally, the tip of those arms are very soft, 
but the arm itself is very, very light, like a feather. That's all you need to manipulate and to place a lash. And furthermore, those little ones that are very light, they are held by a soft magnet with only a few grams of force. Therefore, if for some unforeseen reason, something were to happen where it touched something else but your lashes, those little arms disengage softly. Mm -hmm. And so anything that could happen, thinks about an earthquake mm -hmm. or soft, often when, uh, you know, you get your lashes done, it becomes almost like a little massage of your lashes. That's what people say. Oh, I, I thought right? I felt like little hairs were tickling me. A I, little the butterfly, weirdest, right? <laughs> a butterfly, yeah. It's like a little butterfly is over my eyes, just fl fl fluttering around. It was a really interesting, fascinating sensation. <laughs> it just, it, truth, it puts you to sleep. Most people write and say, this was the best nap I ever had because it is extremely comfortable. Nobody is uh, touching your skin, your face or mm -hmm. pulling you or which you yeah. have to do that when you're very careful with scissors, right? That's you need right. to pay careful attention. Here, you just feel a little, a little massage. So even if you were to wake up from snoozing or sneezing or doing something, first off, when you see a machine, you can't really touch anything inside, right? But yeah. if you imagine that you would and you touch all the little things that simply disengage. And so that creates a, we call it a can't fail safety. That's right. Because as we all imagine, you cannot engage into a business that would have some risk of, you know, hurting someone. And so that is a, a non-starter. We're actually setting a system that, is extremely safe by design with many layers of safety that guarantee both the safety of the users and the lash artist, whatever might occur. So I have a, a little tale from the lab here, just to dovetail on what you said, Philippe, that those prongs are incredibly light. They look stiff, you know, because you think about, oh, it's a tweezer. You think it's like the same kind of tool, yeah. but it's not. And it, those magnets are so soft and so finely tuned. One of the things that we have to do in order to sanitize the machine is you have to take those prongs out and they dislodge very, very easily. And you, you know, you put them in the sanitizer and you come back and, and you place them. The other thing that you need to do is you need to spray the outside of the, the little machine just because sometimes there can be a hair that transfers and touches. Well, one time I put the prongs in and then I went back and sprayed just with a bottle of alcohol, uh -huh. the out, yeah. you know, the, the prongs. Yeah. And then I came yeah. back to the front and they were dislodged just from the prop the of, air. of air. Yeah. yeah. And so I have seen it. I have seen it repeatedly time and again, the prongs go into the lashes. They're barely touching. They're not even touching the skin. And if the client moves or something, they just, they just pop right off. And yeah. it's not disruptive. I mean, the client doesn't even know because usually they're in nap land. So it's incredibly safe. Well, that's great because I think that was, I think, the number, even more than I think people's fear of being replaced is thinking, oh, this is going to, like, hurt people. Because yeah. I guess, you know, with technology, robots, I mean, people have seen too many Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, I think. So they're just afraid of something crazy happening in the room there. Well, one of the questions one of our listeners had, um, she forwarded to us. She's like, well, what about the client moving? When the client moves and itches and scratches, and we all know as lash artists, that happens yeah. quite a lot. You have people trying to do yoga. What, um, can you talk to that? Well, this is, that speaks to how sophisticated the technology is. So this is a really advanced piece of technology that truly pushes the limit of what advanced robotics or next generation robotics, computer vision and artificial intelligence can do on humans. And it does adapt to the motion of the clients. So 
is when you're napping, especially when people are falling asleep, they have natural movements. You're not super still. The computer vision system is adapting slightly before placing the lash extension to make sure that you're perfectly aligned with the natural lash uh, target. And it's doing this with microscopic precision, replacing the lash with literally a few microns of accuracy. That's actually quite remarkable. And that's the part that gets the, the engineers and all the people that are involved in the development of that technology super exciting, excited. This is a very advanced piece of technology with intellectual properties that goes way beyond that has been done in the beauty service industry. There is literally nothing that compares. And we're very excited about bringing that level of technology to the beauty service industry at large eventually. But for the time being, we're very focused on this particular beauty segment, mm -hmm. which as we know is just getting super hot and people are excited because of how impactful lash extension can be compared to the other beauty regimens that women are considering today. So it is transformative. It is very advanced. It addresses safety to both the users and the client in ways that manual application today can simply not deliver. From what I've learned from, from you, it's not just the robotics and, and the engineers, it's that AI factor as well, that artificial intelligence that's able to learn from the motions and able to kind of read and sit, very sensitively see and adapt, and, and adapt to yeah. the movement. And like I, I've been behind the scenes where, you know, you've got the client who's a real head mover when they're sleeping very rhythmically and you can just see the technology just adapting to those micro movements, which is really interesting. I think one thing we should clarify, is there someone, because when we showed the video with Tusney and we had showed the, every, the behind the scenes a little bit yesterday, is there someone actually running the machine, like telling the machine what to do? Or is it more like the machine is, you know, the technology is running on its own and you just kind of hit play and it goes? How does that all work out? So the, the machine, first, it's always under the supervision of the licensed esthetician. Mm -hmm. And that's the only person that we need. Mm -hmm. Today, when you come in the studio, we also have, it's hard to keep the engineers at bay, right? Because yeah. they, oh, they want to see what's happening and why he did this here and why, how we could even do that better there. Um, so, so right now you, you tend to see uh, some of our engineers uh, involved in observing and reading those weird lines of codes that are just running through screens and all of that. But that's because you're behind the scene and you're looking at the R&D part of it. Uh, the machine itself is simply supervised by the, the lash artist that needs to be trained on, on how to use this remarkable tool. Um, but it's not complex. It's, you know, it's start, stop, go. Um, and, and there is no commands or, or that, that needs to be entered into the machine to, to tell it what to do. The machine has been programmed with a certain number of styles and those stars are being executed by the machine. They're selected by the lash artist first. And when the job is finished, the lash artist can check that everything has been done perfectly. And if it's not the case, if we're missing here or there, or if there are some that are misplaced for whatever reason, the lash artist can finish it off and even add a personal touch at the end to, to deliver this bespoke service that ultimately put a big smile from here to here on the client. And then you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, wow, that's cool. Uh, 
usually they go in the background, which is just behind me here, take a couple of selfies and, and share with friends and say, look, uh, look at my new pair of eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. One of the things that really appealed to me and just sparked my imagination was when Nate, who is the chief technology officer, approached me and he shared this vision like, you know, it hadn't been done yet, but I want this amazing technology to be used by the lash artist. And ideally, you know, she's going to be programming it. She's going to be prepping the client. She's going to be programming it. And she's going to be the one that's running the machine. And I thought... That is an amazing upgrade from tweezers. I mean, can you think about it? It's like you said about the clippers. We often use in our talking uh, an, the analogy of paint. Michelangelo, you know, it took the artistry of Michelangelo to paint the Sistine Chapel, not just the brand of paint that he uses. But can you imagine like having this amazing tool, this amazing thinking itself paint, which is kind of like the technology, the robotic technology and AI, all in the power and the hands of a trained master lash artist which was really interesting. Can you talk, Philippe, about what your ideas are for the company? One of the people, the listeners, or we saw one of the posts, she had gotten a price from the Loom technology and said it's going to be this way. But I don't know if that's the model uh, that you guys are thinking about. Can you share how you think this is going to to look like? How's it going to be rolled out and what's, what's the future, I guess, with Loom? Well, if you touch on the price, this is not a this is not a cheap clipper. Huh? This is a- <laughs> mm, no, no. This is like the uh, Bentley of yeah, uh, the, the Bentley of clippers. Yeah, yeah. Bentley of clippers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at at a few hundred thousand dollars. Okay, uh, to two hundred thousand or hundred seventy five. We'll yeah. see uh, where we can bring it. But this is super advanced uh, piece of technology. So it's not a tool that you and I would go and purchase on our own. It is one of the tools that a a studio would incorporate in its own development. So when you build a studio, and well, you know that very well. I mean, there is a sort of, you not only engage on the lease, that's a big financial commitment, but you also invest to build the studio where you're going to build your brand. And that's a few hundred thousand dollars of expenses, including equipments and fixtures. And as part of those equipment, now you will consider purchasing a, an advanced tool like this machine. But while it might sound super expensive to you and I, because that's, that's a big check, that you have to put it in context of what it delivers. And the main advantage from an economic standpoint is that by reducing the time that it takes to service a client, you also increase your throughput, meaning the number of clients that you can service in a day or for your studio. So the technology actually brings a very strong economic advantage as well, not just speed to the consumer, transformation of the job for the lash artist, but also transformation of the economics, because you increase the throughput, the number of clients that you can service in any given space, or think of it this way, is for whatever the investment that you're making, now you can service so many more clients and drive your revenue up. And that equation works to your advantage, where you can significantly increase your revenue and your contribution margin compared to the investment that you have to make up front. So the technology wins on all fronts, if you will, right? Both consumer experience, helping the artist be even better at what she does, and also helping the economics of the studio to make it even more interesting for the investor. 
That's huge. And just to break it down, let, let me try to share it with people. Look at it this way. Let's just say you're a lash artist and you can do one client and you charge $200 and it's like a two-hour appointment. But now, let's just say you can do three clients. And let's say, I don't know what they charge. Let's say because it's a little short time, it's $150 they charge for the full set. But you still but, need the same but, artistry. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but you can do three clients now in mm. that same period. And now instead of making $200, you can make $450 in that same time frame. And that's a huge advantage, obviously, for the salon. I mean, one thing that I don't think lash artists really look at is what, how much are they making per square foot in their business. But I know a lot of big businesses, that's how they measure everything is like square footage, like income per square foot. And if they're making, if they get up that number, it just makes the company more profitable. And you're able to invest in things like bigger tools that cost more because you have better cash flow and more revenue to pay for all that. So this is a win for salon owners, for people who have big visions, who want to run businesses, as well as the lash artists, and as well as for the consumer. So I think it really, there's a lot of bonus upsides for everyone. Yeah. And Paul, you were asking about how we see the future and how we can bring that technology to market. It, it's not a tool that you can mass produce and just send everywhere like that, <laughs> for one. Uh, second, we, as we said earlier in the podcast, the technology doesn't do the job. It's all about the artist. And therefore, we have to be careful in making sure that we create an experience with the right people that have been trained and are just brought in in an environment that deliver this higher-end experience empowered by this new technology. And so we'll be careful in how we grow and we'll try to grow as quickly as we can do it, making sure that every client is super happy, extraordinarily happy or enthusiastic about the experience. And so we'll start first to build our own studios where we'll recruit and train the best lash artists that are willing to join us in this adventure and build the technology and deliver the experience to our customers. First in San Francisco, because that's where we are. Of course, down in Los Angeles, where you are, is where we want to be very, very quickly. And then after every key major metropolitan city in the USA and, and beyond, as we know, that beauty trend is also super hot outside of the US, including in Asia, including in Europe. So we'll pursue that market with our own brand, our own set of studios. We also want to work with partners that are best suited to do exactly what we're aiming to do, that also care about the, the experience and the training and the condition for setting this superior experience for the consumers. So we'll explore strategic partnerships with some of the best folks out there, either small entities or bigger entities that can also take advantage, embrace this new tool and this technology to be even better at what they are doing today. That is so cool. So you're looking to recruit lash artists, yeah? I mean, not maybe immediately, or maybe there are openings immediately, but what kind of person are you looking for? Well, we certainly will need lash artists. We will need, you know, for every machine, we'll need lash, lash artists and more. And yes, so the, the ideal profile for us is, is multifold. The first one is we want to bring people that master their craft because the tool is only here to help a portion of the job. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, there is this dexterity and creative touch that is at the heart of the best lash artist. And so we want to recruit the best one that truly master the arts of placing lash, ext lash extension. That's clear. 
Second, we also need people that embrace technology, that are willing to work with those better tools, those better tweezers, if you will, and that there is a certain mindset to that. I'll suggest as well that the best large artists fully understand that it's not just about dexterity. It's actually delivering this overall experience where you cultivate a relationship with your customers, you advise them, they trust you for the stylistic choice that, that they might make, that you're going to advise them on, and also to execute and deliver the best result at the end, right? So we want those people that also have those soft skills that can engender satisfaction with the customer base and the loyal following that, that La Chardis is able to generate. And I'll say that the last one is, especially when you join a early stage company like ours, it's for any job, you also appeal to people that are, one, confident, self-assured, but also willing to flex because nothing is perfect when you launch. There is a certain uncertainty. We're always, every three months, we're so much more mature and better at what we do that it's not a job. It's truly you're joining a team to build a company and contribute to the creation of that company. That's a bit of a different mindset as well. It's not eight to five. Uh, it is sometimes many, many, many longer hours that can go into the middle of the night. For some folks, that's okay, and that's actually super motivating. For some other, maybe less. We definitely want to attract the folks that are uh, excited by the idea of being part of the creation of a company. And they might start with a certain job, but suddenly when you grow, there is plenty of room for all of us to evolve, expand our range of responsibility and contribution to the enterprise. And if this is part of your DNA, if this is part of what gets you excited in the morning, then then Loom will be a great place for you. Yeah, our audience, our listeners are those type of people. In fact, I saw on our page, people responding, we're much more excited about the technology and much more excited about the idea of a robot or whatever, we're doing this type of thing versus what I saw on the other pages. And that's just because the tribe that we've always really kind of attracted are people who I believe are a little bit more driven, a little bit more nerdy. Like they just love new ideas. We've kind of invited that crowd to be part of this because anytime there's something new in our industry, we always try to bring it to the forefront, share it on our podcast and get people excited about new developments. New developments mean the industry is growing. That means innovation's happening. We're not stagnant. We're not dying a slow death of being bored so I think most of the people listening right now are like, oh my gosh, I'm totally on board. This is exciting. I want to learn more. I want to get involved somehow. So obviously they should be following you guys on Instagram, uh, which uh, can you tell people where they can follow you? Well, definitely on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Those are the, the early stage of our social media efforts. But yes, we welcome the whole community. <laughs> we want to work with you all and with everybody. The way we're thinking of the future, it's a place where we hopefully can together just build a big movement on the new way of, of embracing this beauty regiment yeah. and creating trends, inspiring, and making also beauty effortless. I mean, that's the beauty of Lush Extension, isn't it? Is you wake up in the morning, coming out of the pool, you don't need to do anything. You're just naturally beautiful. Emerging uh, from the sea. Super gifted. <laughs> Effortless the beauty. <laughs> I actually, one thing I forgot, I just wanted to bring up so that people really see this a little bit in a positive light. And that is, and this is the same thing we saw with Vamore when they were coming out with them um, trying to get hair stylists to work with lashes. And that is, we are opening up the market to new people. 
There are people, and in fact, we know this. We've seen clients who've called and said, how long are our appointments out? Tustany takes even more time than the average last artist because she is like, I think at the top of the level as far as artistry goes. So she, it's like, she is creating a Bentley every time. So she takes a lot more time. It's like three hours. And there's people that go, Heck no, I'm not taking three hours. I know people that barely tell Tess, like, can we cut this appointment down to an hour or hour and a half? And we're like, no, that's not, she can't deliver the work that you want in an, in an hour. But the, here's the beauty of this. Now all these people, especially the, I think people are like in business and people are just working crazy hours. For them, taking a two, three hour break from their day is like, would be a nightmare. They can't do it. But if you were to tell them 20 minutes, I mean, all of a sudden now, I think there's a whole new door opening up of people who right now who are holding out and not doing lashes who are like that I will do I will do a 20 minute appointment that sounds like a, a dream and I think that's why people don't need to be afraid of somehow this taking over the industry and that lash artists can be sitting on the streets with I will work for food signs because this is opening up a whole new market and it's going to get more people in lashes and that way more people are going to experience this whole thing called lash extensions I, I think it's a win in that sense so I really want to point that out because I, I think it's not a negative like a lot no of people i think it just expands our industry it allows more people to come to the table more people are going to try we all know that when you put lashes on there's no going back i mean you're addicted you're hooked because you look better i know i am <laughs> you <Well>. know <laughs> you look better who doesn't want to look better and so you know they're going to seek out more people i guess the only person that needs to be concerned is somebody the like the lash artist that doesn't really care that d isn't involved in their craft that yeah, doesn't the really Kmart lashes yeah well, they that, might be, have to be you know like <laughs> kelly lovely lashes yeah, you know <laughs> she, for our listeners she's a joke kind of page yeah is, is, she's she's the the best lash artist in the world and all her work is the worst the work worst in the world. so if you're a kelly lovely lash gal yes, you know out, out business, because probably. you really don't care about the lashes anyway that's not for you but this is something special. It really is. The part that you're touching on is key, Paul and Tessany. Women have choice today. You can use mascara, you can use strips, mm -hmm. and you can use lash extension. Lash extension is truly the higher-end portion of the market that is so much more sophisticated. It's hard to tell mm -hmm. unless you know. But only so many people are willing to take the time to do this higher-end product by transforming the application making it so much faster, we're changing all of that. We can bring many more women to one, being aware and just making it so much more accessible and so much more popular. That's really the play and that's the ambition that we hope uh, the technology, the Loom technology will, will bring to the industry. So to be clear, can we talk about being market ready? Are you in a place where the, the technology is ready to go? Are you still testing? You know, what is this rollout yeah, plan line, for the salons and the studios in San Francisco? What's the timeline for that? What can people expect? Another, another year or so. So what we've done over the past three, almost four years now, it's moved from a early prototype concept to show that technology could do the job and then do it safely and then do it safely on humans. Now we're at a place where since the beginning of the year, we have opened our own studio here in Oakland, California, where we've seen now hundreds of, of customers. It's really by invitation only. And there is still a lot of work to do to advance the technology and get it to do everything we want to do. We want to be perfect before we go to market with the opening of our own studio. And we've got a hard agenda in front of us. We want to develop a range of styles. We want the technology to be uh, you know, at least twice faster than human speed by the end of the year. That's our goal. 
and then go from there, even accelerate. So the, the, there is still a lot of work for the team, but we've already started to charge for services earlier this year, uh, a few months ago, mm-hmm. because the service put a smile on people's face, and so why not? So we'll continue to to be open in Oakland, service client, do refills and all of that, with limited capacity, because at least in, between now until the end of the year, it's hardcore focus on making the technology as good as it can possibly be. Next year, which is only a few months from now, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's not that long. <laughs> it feels like tomorrow morning, right? Yeah. Then the fun starts where we can start to open studios and bring the service to a, a greater amount of customers beyond our little enclave here. And then we'll go from there. And one city at a time, one state at a time but with the ambition of, of bringing the, the technology and the service, not just in California, but in Texas, in Florida, in the Eastern market around Europe, and along with that uh, outside of the US border with truly international ambition, both in Asia, some Latin America countries that are extremely hot about this stuff too, mm-hmm. and of course, Europe as well. So there is an opportunity. It's not for the main push like for the studios, but I know that there is an opening that's available. It's part-time for a lash artist who is going to be working with engineers and helping also with continued testing for a couple of days out of the week. So if you are in the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland area, and this has sparked your interest, I know that you can apply at info at loomlash.com. There's an ad out for that in Indeed. Yeah, looking, uh... So if this has piqued your interest and you are open-minded and you are a master at your craft flexible and too, flexible, right? <laughs> this is looking for a unique individual who's, you know, open-minded and able to, you know, flex and work with a team. I encourage you to apply. I mean, there's no harm in that, you know, yeah. aim for the stars. So is there anything else that you'd like to add, uh, Philippe? Well, a big thank you first and foremost. I mean, you guys have been instrumental to helping us ultimately making sure that we just don't develop a piece of technology, but that we understand how we can approach the overall opportunities, both for our consumers, for our lash artists, and also, also keeping it real where economically it makes sense as well. That's what makes a great company. And I think with your help, the support of the beauty community at large, lash artists in particular, and our clients, I think we've got a remarkable road ahead, and it's wonderful to share it with you, too. Well, thank you, Philippe, for taking time today. And uh, I know this was kind of like a sudden last-second thing. So for you to adjust your schedule to be able to come and hang out with us means a lot. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please come back later this week where Tusney is going to sit down and share more details of what it's been like for her to be working at Loom for these last four years and helping you to understand this whole process and why we think this is a net win for our industry. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my last robot, Tusney, as well as our special guest, Philippe, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.